Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. Negotiations Bible style. Bible style. Negotiations Bible style. These are USA in your Chevrolet. America is asking you to call. Here come the Dutch boys. Those good guys are back. With a look in their eye. They mean business this time. Pontiac, get a white dragon. Pontiac, get a white dragon. Pontiac, this will break away Is it curtains <laughs> for Old Red? Yes. My 1995 Dodge Dakota, it turned 388,060 miles, and the sad, sad question presents itself. Catastrophic engine failure on a 21-year-old vehicle with 388,000 miles. Conventional wisdom would say it's time for a one-way trip to 109 Pullet and Bob's Crusher for Old Red, but... What say you, Christian Carguy audience? Should we fix old red, give it more life? Well, the truth is I love that old truck. I would love your insight today. You're listening to the Christian Carguy Show. I'm your host, Robbie Dillmore. We have Bill Mixon, our Christian insurance guy with us. But I would love your view on old red, 866-348-7884. Call us with your view. Yes, it is a 1995 Dodge Dakota, 388,000 miles it has 388,000 miles on the transmission. It has 388 on the rear axle and the front suspension. Let's face it, it's a long way. In 21 years, there's a lot of deterioration. And I even still have the original power steering pump. Even the shocks are original. So what say you? Should we take old red to the crusher? 884, and yes, I will tell the whole story of what caused the catastrophic failure at Old Red shortly, but we have Bill with us today, and of course, that means, you know, we got insurance stuff going on, and the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety turned me on to a National Safety Council's new website, which is really, really cool, and of course, we have all those links at christiancarguy.com, and it's, the name of the website is My Car Does What? <laughs> so, Bill... Well, I thought that was just a fabulous lead-in to my car does what? What have you got for us today? Well, after reading your promo on the wonderful website, I was thinking my car insurance does what and what doesn't it do? What does your auto insurance do and what doesn't it? Let's lift the hood on the automobile policy this morning. All right, so we're going to get to that in a second. What my insurance, my car insurance does what? <laughs> Plus, we have some stuff from that website, my uh, car does what that is really cool but it's a fabulous resource and we're going to do that and also we you know with all that's going on w with old red 
We wanted to play a very special game of Name That Noise in lieu of Old Red and What's Going On. So, Kim, let's go out and play. It's time to play Define That Defect. Resolve that roar. Trace that tick. Highlight that hubbub. Name that noise. Chronicle that clatter. So... You have an opportunity to win today, and by if you can name this noise, you call us at 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. And if you can name that noise, Kim, tell them what they'll win. They'll win a nice, great book by Stu Epperson Jr. titled, The Last Words of Jesus. There you go, your opportunity to win, and your choice, by the way, of the book or the music CD that goes with that. It's the last words of Jesus. If you can name this noise. Now, there's a couple of aspects to that noise. Let's, let's play it one more time, Kim, so they can hear it. There, there's a beginning to it and an ending to it, and it describes something that happens. Go ahead. Oh, man, that hurts me just to listen to it. 866-348-7884. If you want to play Name That Noise, 866-34-TRUTH. We got lines open. Somebody's calling in with an ID on Old Red, so we're going to get to that in a second. 866-348-7884. And then coming up in our appraisal by the Real Black Book for today, that's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure, cry out for discernment, lift up our voice for understanding. Well, God's lesson plan for me this week had to do with curtains. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know that song that you heard, Curtains? Well, a funeral dirge kind of thing. Well, if you read in, in Jeremiah 34, it reads, and, and this has to do with uh, God putting judgment on Zedekiah, and he said, the princes of Judah and the princes of Jerusalem, the eunuchs, the priests, all of the people of the land who passed between the parts of the calf, I will give them into the hands of their enemies and into the hands of those who seek their lives. Their dead bodies shall be meat for the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth. And it's kind of like, if you think about that, it's kind of like old red. Is it going to be meat for the Bob's crusher? <laughs> so God kind of had me on that lesson plan, and he took me to a very interesting look at the Ten Commandments that's going to Help us with this leaving your body on the, you know, for the birds of the air and the beasts of the fields. We're going to go all over that. We're going to come up at the end of the show in our appraisal by the real black book. And we want to talk about that. And then, of course, we want to let you know that all this stuff's at our website. There's a whole story about Old Red, a picture of the dipstick, what happened. Oh, it's classic. Jesus, I think you it's could all turn it into a coffee table or hang it on the wall. I just can't imagine <laughs> you sending it to the crusher. Turn Old Red into a coffee table? 866-348-7884 is a number to call in and share. Again, at the website, we have the Jesus Labor of Love. That's car repair labor for single moms, widows, families in crisis. Our new uh, part sponsor for that, that's autopartsnuts.com. That's all there at christiancarguy.com. And also, I started a new thing because I have a lot of folks that contact me, and they want to know, Robbie, you know, as the Christian car guy, what, who's a good Christian car salesman in my area who would be a good person to buy a car from and that kind of thing. So I started this Christian car salespeople registry. So if you know somebody or you do sell cars in the area, um, it would be good if you might go there and register so that I can, it, it asks for your testimony. It gives me an opportunity to look into that. And I would love to 
highlight you as somebody because we have always had, or we shouldn't say we have always had, but since we've had the Jesus Labor Love, we have the Christian Car Care Centers and all the centers that help us, the the car repair places that help us with the Jesus Labor Love, which if you've never heard of that. Centers, not centers. Right. right. Okay. That work on single moms, widows, families in crisis, cars across the country for us. We have them all listed there at the Christian Car Care Center. And so there you can find out, you know, if I, in my area, who's helping out these people. Well, that'd be a great place to take your car. And now we're going to have that for salespeople as well. But in order for all that to happen, you got to go to ChristianCarGuy.com and you got to, you know, work us through all that. So we have Wendy on the line with us. And Wendy, you're on the Christian Car Guy show. Good morning. Oh, good morning. Uh, I hope Big Red is on the Lord's side. Old Red is on the Lord's side. <laughs> Poor thing. I mean, the mileage to me isn't that high. My car right now has 467,000 miles on it, and I'm thinking I'm so close to 500,000. I'm shooting for a million. I think it's possible. You, I, I, I'm very impressed, Wendy. What kind of car? Where do you live, first of all? Oh, in West Jordan. It's just south of Salt Lake City in Utah. So you're out there in that dry air, and what kind of car is it? Uh, it's a 1997 Honda wagon, and it was the EX version. I mean, it was the luxury version. I looked it up on the Internet, and it cost 23000 originally, but it had 120000 on it when I got it, and I got it. it. It was this funny little dealership. I think it was a family dealership, and they only had about 20 cars parked around the building. And the only person there was the daughter who was playing receptionist secretary. So she sold it to me for $6,000. And she said, that includes taxes and registration. And I said, done. (laughs) And I gave her my credit card. And then I took the money out of my savings account the following month. So I earned some money on that deal. And there was no hassling back and forth, you know, like they do. Oh, wow. So it's a 1999. So it's No, 1997. That was the last year they made a station wagon. I remember it, a court station wagon. So Yeah. And it's only two years younger. Well, we got to find out more about your secret, Wendy. So can you stay on with us throughout the break? Oh, And we're going to find out more. Is it, does this car have a name? Uh, no. Oh, well, we're going to help you out with that. So stay tuned. We got so much more Christian Car Guys show coming up. 866-348-7884. Should it be curtains for Old Red? Or you got to name that noise. What was that noise? Old Red is broke down, and the question is, <clears throat> at 388,000 miles, do we do something about this catastrophic, catastrophic engine failure, or do we send it off to 109 U-Pullet for the pressure... And whatever is remaining, remaining. We had Wendy on the line when we left, and Wendy said, "We need to. I'm we need to." Still here. Yeah, I know we do. Wendy said we 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 need to consider keeping her because her Honda has four hundred and how many? Sixty-seven 
467. So you got me beat by over 80,000 miles in two years New York car. Have you well, had we any major? a lot out in the West. You know, there, there are long distances, and I'm a field interviewer. So I, I, my um, repair shop that I've been going to for uh, 25 years, the owner says, well, you average 35,000 miles a year, you know, because we drive long distances. Yeah, you, you yeah. do. Yeah. Well, well, I, I want to give you an opportunity, Wendy, because I, I, I let somebody down the other day, and I want to help him out because just so I'm hoping they're listening today. We have a little feature on the Christian Car Guy show. Sometimes maybe you've heard it before, where we can help you name your car because we have the car <laughs> name generator. Oh, really? And so I can ask you a few questions, and this car name generator actually puts it into a computer and and will help you out in considering a name because when you've had a car for four hundred and 60,000 miles. I mean, you become close with it, I would imagine, right? Oh, yeah. I figure it's an old friend, you know. <laughs> and so what happened the other day is I, I did this on the air on the 10th anniversary show, and we were supposed to get the email address of the person that called in, and somehow we misplaced it so I could send them their birth certificate of their car with their new name on it, and <laughs> um, which I have a very cool-looking birth certificate that I will send out. But yeah. since I have you on the line and you have such a special car, I want to send you one out myself on, on this as well. So the first question on the name car generator, car name generator, is what color is your car? Uh, it's silver. Silver. Oh. And how is that holding up at, at, as a 97? Uh, well, it, it's got a few dings here and there. And there's yeah, a bit well. of rust. And I hate to say it, but I put the, I've got this uh, rust-oleum that was about the same color at an estate sale. And I sprayed some over the rust. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, I mean, I you know, that, that that keeps it from happening. We know it's a 97, so it's definitely over 10 years old. Yeah, and I don't and, want to pay lots of money to get a paint job. <laughs> and we know that it's it's a, it's, it's a station wagon. So is would you consider your car a male or a female? Um, female. Okay. And then on its personality, because that's one of the things that goes into your name car generator... Would you call would you call your car adventurous, mischievous, macho? Um, probably not. Probably adventurous. We go out in the West Desert to places you never even think of going unless you were working out there. I love adventurous. There's other words like sensible or grumpy or playful or happy or brainy, uh, attention seeker or unpredictable. So you're going with adventurous. adventurous. I yeah, like I hope that. It's not too unpredictable, especially when you're miles from anywhere. All right, so normally when I play this, I have some very cool computer music that would play, but we didn't. We weren't completely ready, so I'm just going to put this in the name car generator. Normally, you'd hear something like, "Is it coming to me?" And and here you go. The car name generator has has decided for you that your car's name is Dora. Oh, okay. Sort sort of like Dora the Explorer. Right. Since it's adventurous, you know, it's it, there. You go. So, yeah. you know, you, and I will be sending you out. I'm going to put you on hold, and, and our producer will get your email address, and I will email you your car's birth certificate. Is that okay? Okay, that sounds great. Thank Thanks. you so much for calling in, Wendy. God bless. You too. All right. What say you? 866-348-7884. What do you think we should do about Old Red? Or maybe you want to try to name that noise like Carol Painter did. She called in. During the break, she didn't want to go on the air. She thought that perhaps the car had run out of gas. And since nobody's ever lost on Name That Noise, I would say that it's possible that part of the reason that what happened happened was because it ran out of gas. 
I don't know. I do know what actually happened to it that made it make that noise. So we're going to give Carol the prize, but also we got another prize for you. If you want to call in and tell us what actually that noise was. Yes, the engine stopped, but not because it ran out of gas. 866-348-7884-866-34 truth. Well, we talked about this. My insurance does what? We know about my car does what? We got a little test for you on that too, if you can name all these letters. But that Bill did horribly on, by the way, when I when I tested. But when it comes to my insurance, does what? I'm thinking Bill's got me. When lights come on in my car, I Google the answer, but I usually do that after I've taken it to the shop. Um, have had some interesting calls this past week, and I was thinking that there are many Uber drivers out there that will find it shocking that their standard, regular, everyday auto insurance doesn't do anything for them when they transport people and get paid for doing it. Uh, There are many people who go out and they rent a large truck or they rent a camper, and they're shocked. Wait a minute, slow down. So if somebody signs up for Uber and they're going to drive for Uber and make income for Uber, they need a different insurance policy because their normal insurance policy does not cover for higher kind of situation. Right. Now, normal auto insurance, if you are paid anything other than money for gas for a carpool, if you charge people to take them from point A to point B, in almost all cases, the regular auto insurance turns off, shuts down, and will not pay anything, comprehensive collision or liability. So I'm curious. Let's just say an Uber driver who does not know this goes out and picks up somebody, and they get killed on this and now they're going to sue obviously the person that didn't have any insurance but when they find out there's no insurance can they go after uber well what now my wife works in the legal field a a good lawyer will sue everybody they can think of including the next door neighbor of the person involved so anybody can be sued but the owner of the vehicle is definitely responsible the driver of the vehicle has some responsibility and then, in general, employees are held at a level so that their employer can be, but Uber, they are treated as uh, subcontractors. So it's a lot harder to get past that and get back to Uber, but I'm sure there have been cases. All right, more on my insurance car. My insurance does what? <laughs> what about name that noise? I know somebody knows what that noise is. 866-348-7884. And what about Old Red? We got so much more. What actually happened, Old Red? We're going to tell you when we come back. Some say that I should trade up now that I got some jangle in my pocket. But what they don't understand is it's the miles that make a man. I wouldn't trade that thing in for a rocket. What they don't know is my dad and me, we drove her out to Tennessee. She's still here now, he's gone. So I hold on. But do we hold on to old red? That's one of the questions we have today at the Christian Car Guys show. 
888-788-4866-34 truth of course if you're just tuning in what in the world does that mean robbie old red is my 1995 dodge dakota it has 388,060 to be exact miles on it as we speak it had a catastrophic engine failure at that mileage essentially what happened and i hadn't had a chance to get into this but i will explain it now is it about january i noticed that it started to overheat a little bit so i go out there and check it and sure enough it's low on coolant and so i add coolant and the next morning just to be safe because i've been down this road before with old red i check it again and it's again low on coolant and so i start looking for leaks all the things that you would do and i'm not finding any leaks I mean, I start looking at the exhaust and notice there's an absorbent amount of steam going. I'm like, oh, this, this can't be good. <laughs> this would indicate that the head gasket may be seeping coolant into the combustion chamber, and actually that causes the engine to burn off the water and the coolant, so to speak. Well, this would have been the second head gasket on that engine and thinking that this is probably... Not going to be a good idea to put a third head gasket on the same engine because, you know, it's just a matter of time before it does it again. I decided to see how far I could go. And I, I got to the point where I was actually putting in two gallons of coolant per tank of gas because I was burning off that much. And But it wasn't so bad that it was going to cause the engine to fail until on last Monday night, I was supposed to go to Courtney to this event that was going on out there. And I go out and I get in the car. And it almost didn't start. And I felt it go boom like that. And as I'm going down the road, I'm watching the oil pressure actually increase. Now, I haven't seen a lot of things, but <laughs> I've never seen in, an increase of oil pressure in that older car that wasn't something really bad. And so I'm like, well, this isn't good. When I get to Courtney, I pull out the dipstick and the oil has gone clear up the dipstick because it is actually now being full with antifreeze. It looks like a milkshake. And there's a wonderful picture I took, <laughs> by the way, at christiancarguy.com. Yes, they call it milkshaking the motor oil, um, which means that the head gasket has begun to leak so much water into the combustion chamber that it mixes with the oil, which means that there's no longer good protection and you can spin a bearing and actually seize an engine. That's what can happen. And rather than being on the side of the road dead, I decided at this point in time, we are going to have to make a decision. Do we fix old red? by getting another engine, or do we scrap it? Oh, Remember uh, Fred Flintstone? You could have just cut a section out underneath where your I mean, feet go <laughs> and take the engine out. That's what you're thinking. I would love your view. 866-348-7884-866-34-TRUE. So as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, we have this website that we have links to at christiancarguy.com that the uh, – Safety Council did, which is really cool. It's called My Car Does What? And so to give you an idea of some of the things that you can learn at that website, I was going to give you a little test here. Again, if you feel like calling in, you're welcome to. You can call in still and name that noise, or you can call in with your view on Old Red, 866-348-7884. But here's some questions. If you can answer any of these, and which, by the way, Bill, was he was five for five wrong. <laughs> I thought I had. I thought I got some some gimme points for one of them. He did get some gimme points for one of them. What does ESC stand for? ESC. If you saw a light come on in your dash and it said ESC, what would that mean? Or how about a light coming on in your dash that said AEB? AEB. 
You know what that one means. Now, these are some of the newer things that you'll find in the newer cars. You would not find it at an old red. <laughs> See, there you go. That's that's part of my problem. But if you had a 2015, 2016, you likely would see a light that came on that said FCW. Now, what in the world is FCW? I've got FCW. My car does what? You see the need for the website. A lot of people don't understand these things. There is also a light that would come on that would say ACC. It's, it's Basketball like, season. Uh, there you go. Your car belongs in March Madness. And <laughs> what's the madness going on with this ACC light? I bet you're wondering what those mean. Well, the good news is that if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, you can click on the link to um, My Car Does What. And then they have this wonderful blog. And the, the, the article I'm taking from is Breaking Down the Dashboard Safety, safety Tech Lingo. What in the world do these things mean? So we gave Bill some credit because he did, when we said AEB, he said that's got something to do with the brakes. <laughs> and he was right. That is automatic emergency braking. I should have gotten points for the basketball, too. Oh, you should have because that was good. But AEB, you know, we've had, of course, <laughs> you know, uh, analog brakes for, a, you know, analog braking systems for a long time but this is not analog braking system this is not abs which you would see an abs light even on old red this is aeb which is automatic emergency braking and this is a new way that your car will actually when it understands that there's something that might be hitting it it can actually break your it will actually turn on the brakes and and stop your car it's automatic emergency braking or you know Frontal warning sensors tell this thing to break your car. So if you see something that says AEB on your dash and you're driving a newer car, that's what it's talking about. <laughs> Watch <Yeah>. your head. <laughs> yeah, hang on because yours coming to a stop. <laughs> and along with that is that FCW I told you about. There is now something called forward collision warning. <laughs> so, that's, that's in small print on the airbag, right? <laughs> the airbag is now in your face that says <laughs> FCW. No, FCW, forward collision warning. <laughs> warning, Will Robinson. You are fixed to hit something. You might want to grab onto something there, too. You know, they're giving you warnings these days. That's good. You know, you have <laughs> ESC, actually, is one of the that has been around for a good long while. ESC is electronic stability control. And it's really a wonderful thing. And I had this, you know, when Chrysler came out with it on the um, – 300m and several of the cars even the new chargers and all in fact most cars today have esc and what that does is it actually uses the brakes to make sure that the car doesn't spin in any situation so even we went out there with a race car driver on the charlotte motor speedway and he they put soap on the track they turned the wheel all the way to the right on this 300 with a hemi and tried to get the car to spin it wouldn't spin the reason why it wouldn't spin is because it had electronic stability control. Whenever the car began to, to spin, it put a brake in the, in, the, in the right position so that the vehicle wouldn't spin. So electronic stability control is means one of those. Means you're driving in mud. <laughs> yeah, it means that you're, you've got all kinds of interesting things going on. And the last thing we have not talked about yet is ACC, which is March Madness. It's called Adaptive Cruise Control. And Ford's had this for some time, but a lot of vehicles have it now. And what that is doing is actually it knows when there's a car that's in front of you, so it slows down the cruise control so you don't just go slamming into something for you. 
it senses the car ahead of you and it slows down your cruise control. And then as the car goes back up to speed, it picks you back up. We again. used to call that a backseat driver. <laughs> it's like that adaptive cruise control. But getting back to my insurance does what? Bill, what, what's, what's up with some of these? Well, there, um, there's some extras that can be put on a car that a lot of or car insurance that folks don't know about. Anything that was added to the car after it left the factory in most cases is excluded. So you've got running boards or special lights or handicap equipment or a tow package. You can insure those things for a very nominal amount of money, but you've got to have it listed on the policy. Uh, there are other things that you can add. You can add coverage for towing and labor, which most people are res- understand. But a lot of folks don't know that they'll pay for somebody to come out and open the car for you. Um, a roadside assistance. Roadside assistance. They'll pay somebody to come out to help start the car instead of towing it back to where you need to go. They'll even bring you gas in some circumstances, right? Bring you gas in some circumstances. If it's cheaper for them to do that than it is to tow you in was the original concept. So there are lots of bells and whistles that can be added, and there are lots of things that aren't covered by a policy. It's a good thing to have somebody to sit down with and say, let's look at the options. What is not covered by this policy, and what should I spend a couple dollars for to add? One thing that a lot of people don't have that should consider adding is if you go rent a car and you wreck the car, while it's out of commission and the people you rent it from cannot derive any income because it's out of use, they can come back to you and say, you owe us for that lost rental. Now, for a dollar, you can add coverage on to cover something that could cost you thousands of dollars. All sorts of interest. My insurance does what? My car does what? We got so much more. We're going to find out about the Ten Commandments and what does that have to do with Old Red and the birds picking its bones? We got so much more coming up. Stay tuned. Don't pretend to be something that you're not. Living life afraid of getting caught. There is freedom found when we live. If we're honest, what a wonderful concept. (laughs) And I I love that song because so much of what they're talking about being honest with, and you're saying, Robbie, are you a car salesman talking about being honest? Yes. It's sort of of an oxymoron. But nonetheless, if we can be honest with God, it's really where kind of the rubber meets the road on so much stuff. And God had that lesson planned for me on just a number of issues this week that had to do with old red making its last run to Courtney church and that, and the, and the oil pressure rising. And I could see that it was near the end of the line. And interestingly, I, I never, it never ceases to amaze me how God has me on these 
lesson plans where he shows me four or five things in a row that you could say there's no way in the world that that's a coincidence. Well, Wednesday morning, I started out reading this passage in Jeremiah 34 that I wrote, read earlier. We talked about, and in, in the backstory to it is Israel had been dis- <laughs> dissing God for a long, long time. They had not followed his commandments, and it looked like they were going to go into captivity, and Nebuchadnezzar had surrounded Jerusalem. And I was not all that clear on this little episode that happened, but it looked like all was lost for them when Zedekiah came up with this idea that if we turn our slaves loose like we were supposed to according to you know, the year of Jubilee, that maybe God would relent, and and he got all the princes of Judah to actually do a covenant kind of thing, you know, like Abraham did, where they split a calf and they walked between it. Talk about being honest. And so (laughs) they split a calf, and the princes of Judah and Zedekiah walked between this calf and said they were going to release all their slaves, and they did. And when they did, miraculously or not, however you want to look at this, you know, God's hand in this, the Egyptians started to revolt against Nebuchadnezzar, and Nebuchadnezzar withdrew from around Jerusalem. And so they were, all of a sudden, Nebuchadnezzar's, the, the siege lifted, and things looked like it, that things were going to be great. Well, here's where the struggle happened. You know, business started to be good again. Wow, we need our slaves back. So what did they go and do? <laughs> you you might have guessed they went and enslaved their slaves again. And when they did that, they were breaking a covenant. They weren't honest. They were breaking a covenant that they'd made to God to the point that they walked between the calf, and, you know, showing that this was a real covenant. And so God's response to that was very peculiar. He said, I will give them into the hands of their enemies and into the hands of those who seek their life. Their dead bodies will be meat for the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth. Well, that taunt, if you might remember, is what Goliath said to David. I'm going to feed your hide to the birds of the air. Of course, he, you know, you're coming at me like a dog with sticks. David turned around and said, no, Goliath, you got this wrong. I'm going to feed you. And if you think about it, that is what happened. Now, interestingly, I'm reading this and I'm thinking about it and it's rolling around in Robbie's mind. And then I go read William Gurnall's The Full Armor of God and he is talking about holiness. And he says that when we're putting on the breastplate of righteousness, one of the things we've got to do is think about the Decalogue, which he means the Ten Commandments. And how, because you love God on those first five tablets, and because of the love that you have for God, like the love you have for Christ, you then reflect that on the second tablet, which is love for your neighbor. And the thing that really challenged me was, he said, you are responsible for your neighbor's reputation. He was taking the thou shalt not bear false witness and said, wow, what would it mean if you felt, if you bared great witness for your neighbor? And boy, I mean, that challenged me because I realized how many times am I talking bad about somebody? I mean, this, the opposite of that is to talk good about somebody, to find God's glory in somebody and to bring that to highlight. You see, when you're doing that, you're keeping the other half of the Ten Commandments. Well, you may know that I do a devotion at, at a, a nursing home in Moxville on Thursdays. And so I was right after that preparing for this devotion. And again, in God's lesson plan, I start reading about this lady from Chicago in the 1860s who met all these men's needs. And now she was dead. She died at like 45. But when they buried her, they, they gave her this sacred looking place. They put a stone chair there. They, they regularly went there and worshiped God for what this lady had done in their lives to bring him into their homes, 
to bring him into Chicago to give him stuff to eat. In other words, she had kept the other five commandments, and she'd kept it really well. When you think about it, if you turn the other five commandments around and say, thou shalt not murder, well, then how do you give life? Well, how you give life is you introduce to Jesus Christ, right? You, you introduce somebody to where life comes from. So this lady had done that. Now look what they did with her. They have her in a very special place in this cemetery where all these people come. They have this wonderful monument. Sure they did. Compare that to these people that were dishonest with their slaves. You see, if we enslave people with our attitudes and our neighbors and our families, and we do the opposite of the Ten Commandments, I mean, we do what we, then guess what? You end up being, your flesh will be food for the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Nobody's going to be at your funeral. There's not going to be any honor. And, and yeah, God does it because it's the way things work, but it isn't what God wanted for the Israelites that their bodies would be there. But just think about it. If they had taken care of their slaves like they should have, if they should have been their neighbors, if they would have encouraged their slaves would never have let their bodies lay there on the side of the road for the birds to eat. Their slaves would have made sure that they were buried correctly and treated correctly. So the judgment was from God, but in a way it's from all the people that are around us. And how will we be remembered based on what we're going to do? And so to turn all this back to Old Red, which is where I was going, how in the world could I let Old Red be food for the birds of the air? and beasts of the field? How could I let it go to the crusher? It never, <clears throat> not this truck that has been loyal to me for all these years and gotten me here and there and taking my kids to school and all that. You know, how could I do that? I couldn't. No, no, no. But as we say on this show all the time, Bill, with many plant counselors, plans succeed just like with insurance. So you went with a coffee table <clears throat> idea. Did not go with a coffee table idea. Here in rare form today, I, because I know Bob at 109, rather than going with the crusher, I said, Bob, can you find me a used engine? Yes, he found me one with 171,000 miles on it. Because Jerry Mathis, you know, our Christian body shop guy, also has a record service. Jerry, can you tow my car? I called Joe Abandola, who is our one of our Jesus Labor Love guys in, in um, Greensboro, who I would dearly love and trust completely with Old Red, and, and ask him what kind of deal he could make me. And so I had all these people. Why do I? Because, you know, these guys are all part of this ministry, and God's been able to work through all them and all of us, and with many counselors. In other words, if you're out there trying to take care of your neighbor, you inherently have all these connections. You inherently have all these people that you work with all the time in order to help other people. When you need help, guess what? And I needed, and Old Red needed help this week. And all these people were in a position to make sure that Old Red was not food for the birds of the air and beasts of the fields. You know what I'm saying? Old Red is, is in loving hands that all understand how much that truck means to me. And so Bill mentioned earlier, what are we going to do? How can we call it Old Red? Because, you know, it's going to be and so it could be born again red, you know, if, after we put the engine in it. What do you think? <laughs> do we need to rename red? <laughs> Re-red. So we're having fun on the Christian Car Guys show. And do you think it's any coincidence that God puts us on a lesson plan where he's going to show us this this week, this week, that week? And, and, and he's just showing us all along kind of how it is that we can end up, you know, really being with him and in union with him and what he's got for us. So I want to thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guys show. Remember that, you know, with many counselors, plans succeed. Bill Mixon, all our experts are at the expert page at christiancarguy.com as well as our new Christian Car Guys salespeople registry. Go there and find out about that. 
remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went and got it all done in 33 years. And this week, man, think about the Ten Commandments maybe in a new way. How can I turn them on their head and say, how can I really be an absolutely great witness for my neighbor? What would that look like? Thank you for listening to The Christian Car Guy Show. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. My friend Krista was in Burger King with her two sons. One son has autism and was having a difficult time making very unusual noises and jumping up and down and flapping his arms as some with autism do. And a man came over to the booth and leaned down into Ben's face and said, Son, you should learn how to behave. Then he walked away to the bathroom. Well, Krista was very upset and she turned to the woman in the booth and said, My son has autism. I'm doing the best I can. Later, the man came over and apologized. But Krista said, wouldn't it have been wonderful if initially that man would have come over and said, you know, you're doing a great job. This is not easy and we can see that. How can we be helpful? Say, how can we be helpful when you see a troubled parent? God bless. Visit Karen's website, wisdomofthewounded.com for additional resources on how to care well.